Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to With Intention Podcast. On this particular episode, we're going to be covering conception, our cycles throughout our whole life, and also fertility, which I'm super, super excited about. Yeah, welcome everyone. This is such an exciting topic. I feel like we're going to dive deep into this. Yes, we are. And But before we do any diving, I want you to pick a card. Let's see here. Little intention for our practice. These empowered cards and the women cards. Ah, my voice matters. Oh. That's powerful for a podcast. Yes, it does actually. <laughs> I love it. It's very and, relevant. And so relevant to the listeners, you know, really starting to listen to what your voice is telling you within, especially when it's around building our sense of strength in our bodies. Yeah. And obviously we're going to be tackling the subject of fertility, uh, something that I'm very passionate about and looking forward to talking about, but cycles. And so I learned um, a lot about cycles on actually your your uh, women's circles that you you hold because you talked about seasons and and our bodies and how in tune we are with them and how we've kind of been neglecting that mm. um I'd love to talk about that actually now yes. I don't know whether you're ready to dive into that I'd love to I mean I, I wish I could get this out to all those youngsters like women and you know young girls in schools that this should be taught to us at a young age because it's taken me till my 30s to like learn all this and it's crazy so basically it's that knowledge that we are one with nature we're very interconnected with all the cycles and we're you know secular beings you know we we embrace these moon cycles and we actually go through during one whole cycle of a month you know the 28 day moon cycle we go through as women the four seasons so that's quite a thing to get your head around so okay, so the four seasons being autumn spring mm-hmm. winter and yeah, summer all of them so we and that might make sense a little bit more if i break it down so if we think into day one to day five is the bleed of the period, yeah. So usually how are we feeling when that happens? It's quite like, whew, it's quite heavy, isn't it? Mm. And that'll be what we call our winter stage because it's, there's a lot of letting go. It's, if you even think in the body, we are literally letting go. We're releasing from that womb area. So it's a time to start saying no to things. Um, but I'll, I'll go through briefly all of them, then we can go deeper. But then, as you come to the end of that day five, we'll move into the spring element. So we'll kind of welcome in a spring. And actually, after you've had the bleed, we often start to feel a little bit more energized. And we start to, it's actually a really key time for us in this stage to start thinking about what we want in our lives. It's actually for women in business or women. Oh, right. So manifesting as well and things like that. Anything. So for that time, after you've had your bleed, it's like a reset and it's like a start of, okay, now I can start to think what I want ahead and then start to build on that. So as we then go into summer, Mm. that's our time to go, this is our most confident self. And that's actually when we ovulate. So in summer is the time when we get into like day 14 and we're in our most, it's actually the time when we release the most amount of hormones, we feel really in our power. And it might, this might not be true. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, no, no, that's not me. I feel the opposite. Mm. It could be because you're out of sync with your 
natural cycles. So it could be that you're not actually feeling this at all, but it should be that we feel more confident. Like we could say yes to things. And in summer, you want to get out there and see the world and be more vibrant because we're created because we're most fertile at that point. We want to attract a mate and we want to have more sex and different things because it's actually the time when we feel most connected with ourselves. And then we go into the autumn. <laughs> That's actually one of my favourite seasons. Yeah, this is it. So, and then with the autumn, it's like this breaking away, you know, mm. falling of the leaves. And some people see this as quite a negative one because it's known oh. as the premenstrual. You know, it's the premenstrual. Oh, yeah, when all the hormones mm. are wild. But it, it's actually, I see it. You know, yes, you might feel a bit irritated and aggravated. And through this work, we're, te- you know, helping with the, on the podcast is being very attuned to your feelings. And actually, it's okay sometimes to let go and feel a sense of frustration. Mm. We all we all need these different emotions. It's a purge though, isn't it? Yes, exactly. You need that to so like, like, the, you know, the rain has to come before the shine, yeah, the sunshine. So we need to do that release like in nature, you know, it's constant changes of the tides and the seasons. So just to highlight these, these yeah. four seasons that you're talking about, this isn't, let's say a 30 day window a month mm-hmm. or a 21 day cycle or whatever. Exactly. Right. So every woman ovulates differently, you know, um, has a cycle differently. So some you might be bang on 28 days. I might be 30 days or yeah. whatever. So, and it's very, so you just listening to your body and what this cycle awareness teaches. And you can do kind of things like menstrual mapping and just starting to journal around that time in your month where maybe you'll even notice, oh, I usually um, come into my winter, like my bleed stage uh, during the full moon. Or maybe it's, and you'll start getting attuned to like the moon cycle and how that interconnects with your natural cycle, which is really fascinating. Um, but I know there will be women listening that don't have this. The, the periods are all irregular. They're all yes. out of control. And that was me. So when I was, I remember I'd live, you know, we all have that crazy time in our lives probably. Or we might have been drinking a bit too much, eating a bit too much, you know, feeling a bit, ugh. And I had a little, you know, I remember having an accident and I was on um, antibiotics and things like that. And it regulated, my whole system went down and I had to really rebuild my gut back and my body and my connection with my body. And then my period stopped for like two years and I had to do so much learning around this topic. Or unlearning as well. This is it. A lot of the conditioning in our society. There's a lot, you know, even unlearning to a point where all the shame that's around our periods and our our womb and the you know, even the vulva and the connection of our parts and our, on what's going on there. A lot there's been studies done that a lot of women don't even know where the different parts but are. I actually don't think it's necessarily come from women. I actually think oh, that it's yeah. it's foundations built, sorry guys, from men mm. that it, for, for whatever reason within society and sometimes it's just stuck even though i know there's so many open-minded um, liberated men out there that welcome femininity and everything about the feminine um but certainly going way back it's prehistoric and it's back there that and it's still here it's still here we need to get rooted back to that what's natural for us in that evolutionary history of like being connected with nature and mm. look at the medical system. A lot of things are named after famous doctors and male disciplines mm. and even in birth, like loads of things are named after men. And it's, we need to start shaking that off and realizing our bodies want to be in the natural state and all this. I mean, I think I could go on for ages, but the birth control, the now this thing they put in the arm. Oh, the, that's terrifying. Oh, it, it's, it's quite scary because I do remember a time and I was on the pill. Same here. At this, at this point. And I remember such a pressure to go on it. And even more today, I think it's even more rife. And I think that younger women, it's even getting younger, the women that are going on it. Uh, not women, girls, girls really, isn't it? And it's like they're pushing it even from age like 12, that's 13. Scary. And it's 
it's a lot. And I think that we have to start to connect with our bodies and learn our natural cycles. And like that app, you know, I don't know if you have natural cycles app. It's incredible, you know. It was the first time, just to interject there, that I truly understood my body. So I did go on the pill, probably for 17 years or something crazy. Yeah. Went on different ones because one time I wanted bigger boobs and I went on one and actually it made me completely bonkers and awful to be around. And then another one that did this, another one that did that. And actually none of them actually worked because they weren't natural. Mm. But um, certainly when I came off it, I discovered my body for the first time. And it's actually because it's making you have kind of fake cycles, isn't it? Mm. And it's like, it's a lot. And you're constantly going through that state of, it's actually making yourself have a period, but they're not actually the real release of the what the womb wants to do. So what, you have this wow wake up when you do come off the pill and you're like, geez, this is what it actually feels like to have a natural period and natural cycle and listen to this incredible compass that is the body. Instead of just, you know, and it happens all the time when people are on the pill. I was guilty of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going on holiday. I'll just, I'll just keep taking them. Yep. I won't have a period. And think about the, the buildup of that. I mean, I know there's a lot of scientific research out there. Some people say it's good to be on the pill. Some people say it's not. But if we really root back to us as women and if you want to be more connected to your body is surely we should be listening to our innate heart and this incredible, I call it the source power. I've trained in like womb yoga. It's like the Shakti power all comes from the womb. It's like where we hold all of our power as women. And a lot of it gets suppressed and pushed down. And I don't think the pill and stuff helps with that. No. Um, So once you start to embody and get connected to, wow, how my period affects my daily feelings, how I am in my work life, how I am my sexual life, how I feel connected with my body. And you just find this whole shift and you're like, why have I not been doing this longer? I know. I was quite angry with myself that I'd spent so long ignoring my body. I said that to Emma and I said, oh my goodness. For the first time, my womb, my body, my mind, they're all just talking to me and they're letting me know that I'm going to be feeling this for the first two days before my before my bleed or I'm going to feel this afterwards. And I just totally neglected it. And if I'd have just followed it and not yeah. necessarily followed what everybody else was doing, mm. I think I would have had a deeper connection. But luckily, it didn't actually impact my fertility as well later on, but that's a whole other thing. But I know it ha- it can with some women, and I'm, I'm not knowledgeable on that, so I don't want to necessarily speak on that. But certainly, I know it can impact um, some women. But also, I wanted to talk about the cycles because women that are going through the menopause, and I know that they're neglected massively, Hundred percent. So, and uh, yeah, please talk about that because well, that's... I would recommend. So, there's an amazing book. I nearly brought one with me today called The Wild Power Book. And so, Alexander Pope and her lovely team. Um, she came over to the cafe. Actually, she's so empowering, and she does like a menopause course and talks about that. Actually, it's it's a really liberating time. It's like men are be something that it's like a rite of passage and. Just like when we go through the menarche and we become a mother and we go, you know, all these stages and we go through menopause. This is meant to be a, like a, in some tribes, they do celebrations around this. And it's like a shame thing in our society. I mean, I know in my like local CrossFit gym I go to in like different places, they're always like, oh, I'm on these hormones. I'm on this to kind of stop all the harmful, like the hot sweats. And I think once we, if you start to get attuned to your cycles earlier on, then you start to come into the menopause it'll be a much smoother transition. It's like, it's very beautiful. And and my mum would always say, it was like, wow, I'm waking up to my final act. It was like, 
into my uh, six. Oh, I don't know. She was a finale almost. And she was like, it was felt very liberating and she felt very powered by it. And so I I know it's it's a tough one to get your head around because in our society, it's very much like, oh, it's a horrible shift, but it's it's a hard shift. I think it'll, but everything's hard in the sense of adolescence is really difficult. The emotions, your first bleed, sex, everything that you're feeling. And then there's the sort of in-between stage of the pressure of falling pregnant if or if you don't want children, the pressure of society. Yes. And then there's, there's having children if you have had them, if you want them. And then there's the menopause. And then, you know, women are dealt a, a tough deck. You know? It's interesting. So this stuff I said about the seasons, a lot of people then think, oh, well, um, how does that apply to me if I'm not menstruating? So even if you're men- going through menopause, you've gone through menopause. So in my women's circles, I get people in the 60s or 70s, even had a 90 year old once. And, um, but, or, or if pregnant women always come to my circles, but it doesn't matter. No. We all go through these monthly cycles. Yes. For those that are menstruating, we'll see it more visually. It'll be like, oh, right. I'm in my winter and, Okay, now I'm in my summer, you know, I'm ovulating. And, but some women might, it helps them connect to it. Those that are menstruating are like, wow, I've suddenly realized that like this is what's actually happening to my body. I know when I ovulate and it's quite liberating. But for those that aren't, they still need to know they're going through these cycles. And it's very empowering for women after they have menopause to go, yeah, I'm still within a cycle. I'll still have that rise of energy in my summer months. We might just need to track it a bit more consciously, like you in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I still have. So what it's saying is every month, us as women need about five days to just switch off and hibernate. And every month in summer, we need like a good week of celebration, confident, having fun, saying yes. And then we need like all these time, you know what I mean? So, so we can actually time our, we can actually plan our month mm. a little bit more productively yes. and uh, spiritually and mindfully. No, that's not a word. Being more mindful with our planning. And it's tricky though, isn't it? Yes, because obviously hard. working a nine to five job, I remember like, but some people do, they, they get like, they write it on the calendar, on the work calendar with the team and stuff. There's some actually companies that are introducing this. Wow. Was it Google? So I read an article where they're starting to be more aware of women's cycles around because actually it's really empowering for the them to know, actually, let's not bother them with too much around the before the cycle let's give them more empowered work during like more work because they'll get more work out of them and actually more uh, valuable work and 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 actually something that would be more I, I guess valuable to the company and they'll love their jobs more you know because they're getting listened to and they're getting appreciated as a woman because we do all have this and we don't want to shame and hide the fact we're on our our periods no. and, I, and I mean that this topic is so important because when I did my fertility training as well it was like start building her love back for your cycle. So we have a lot of, ugh, ugh, you know, mm. it's coming. So they said about using the menstrual cups, you know, the moon cups. Yes. Um, and this is quite out there. But uh, on, on the, the workshop, she said to then mix it with a bit of water and then feed your house plants. What? So, yes. Yeah. So she said, because it's actually really empowering to start to back in old tradition and, and tribes. And I know this is quite out there, but they, would honour the blood. It's like a life force. It's an energy packed with nutrients. And they'd see their, their plants just start to flourish. Wow. And it's actually, but it's to show that you're not just getting a bit like when you have a baby and you discard the placenta kind of after. Mm. Not that you need to do this every time, but if you're struggling with the connection with your cycle, it might be quite healing to go, oh, I honour it. You know, I honour the bleed and I don't look at it as a shameful thing. This is actually beautiful. It's part of my body. And it's very out there, but actually... Well, I've not heard of it, but I actually think, well, you know, we're obviously covering lots of sub- 
you know, topics here and we're, we're throwing a few things out there, guys. So we know that you might be rolling your eyes or going, what? I just did that just then. But actually, I, I would do that. I would experiment just to see if, if my, my plants did flourish a little bit more. Why not? Why, why, why shouldn't we? It's getting rid of that um, shame around it being such like a ugh, gross thing, which mm. we were taught as teenagers and to hide and like, yeah, and, and using these fake products like these tampons and things that are packed full of chemicals and causing us actual, I, I believe, chronic illness because they're given to such young children, you know, when they start their bleed and then they can actually what's the alternatives problems. for them for people well that... there's all sorts of biodegrade you know biodegradable ones now without the, the toxic plastics and things but then there's um the organic ones as well the washable i've started using the washable um pads right which are actually i was a bit like mm, well that'd be a bit funny but they're really easy really easy so that's great and then um the moon cups i find the best yeah but it's education i think at first they can feel a bit for younger people like oh that's strange yeah, but they're doing more programs now, giving them out for free and stuff, which is making it, and celebrities endorsing it and things, which is good. That's exciting. Yeah, and I also think actually the young people are, are quite an interesting bunch because I think they're the movers and shakers. I truly, truly believe in them, and I think we have to have faith in the next generation, and the generation to come, and so on. Because if we don't, then you know we're fueling them with bad energy, and I, I have a lot of faith that they're going to put a lot of wrongs right. I think you're right. Like even I've got a team of twenty people that work for us at the cafe and. A lot of them are below 20 and they're just like, oh my gosh, the power and the strength in them. And they, they the world, like some of them traveled, some of them very connected with themselves, confident. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Because when I was 18, I was so shy. I was so, and it's, it's amazing, really. There's, obviously, everyone's different, but seeing this new generation come out that are just very connected with their bodies and open to change, you know. Yeah. Mm. And hopefully open to these seasons and using them in their life to empower themselves. There's a good book actually for those younger, if anyone's listening. Uh, the Wild Power one um, does talk about menopause and things, but the one called, um, is it Period Power? Right. That's more like relevant, I think, from the younger generation. It's a powerful book. We'll put some links in the show episode, notes. Yeah, yeah, in the show notes. Um, also, something I really wanted to talk about today was fertility. Mm. And um, I know anybody that follows me on Instagram knows that I've been sort of sharing stories um, purely because I, I felt like there was no one doing that out there when I was looking. And um, I conceived Ocean um, and the one before that we lost pretty easily, very fast, actually. But this time round, I'm pregnant. I'm very happy about that and grateful. But it took a lot longer. Mm. And I think... I kind of went down a horrible hole at one point, sort of this whole thing about secondary infertility, which a lot of couples experience and, and my age, you know, that was being hammered on me. And, and I was like, okay, just everything. I was allowing a lot of negativity to flow into my life. And, um, I took control. And I, I'm, I guess I want to talk to people about some of the things that I used in that time to kind of realign, but also, to actually change my, my lifestyle, everything. So I stripped it back and I went into a very holistic space. I will confess, I did go to a fertility clinic just to triple check. There was nothing sort of um, going on that I needed to support. And I also rushed down the uh, motorway with Emmett's sperm in my bra. <laughs> <laughs> my bra honestly so funny. I couldn't believe I got there on time but he was all good as well thankfully because it's not all about the women sometimes you know it often lies with the men but there's things that we can do guys and I wish that people had told me even if you're not wanting to conceive for a very very long time let's say five ten years away there are things that we can do that I wish I'd known 
because it takes a good three to four months to make a really good egg. Okay. It's not like sperm. It's like that's made like in minutes. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but it's super fast and it's very efficient. To make a good quality egg takes three to four months. So the other eggs might not be that great. So they might not actually work. And that's why you don't necessarily conceive. So I focused on that and how I was going to make good quality eggs. So I actually started with acupuncture because I really needed to get rid of the, you know, any negativity, but also get my body flowing, all of it together. It had to function together. It can't be just one part. All of it had to sort of sit in alignment. And then I also started reflexology. So I I go to a local lady and I still do now. And she specializes in this area where you would have um, acupuncture first, followed by reflexology and it's heaven. But it really, really does work. And um, I started that. The other thing I started, which I highly recommend, socks, guys. Okay, so your feet are the map of your body. And if your womb is cold... Oh, I'm glad you brought this up, yeah. You've got to keep your womb really warm. You've got to do everything you can, even in hot, hot weather. You keep your womb nurtured, warm, and an environment where it makes it hospitable for an egg and a sperm to actually do what they need to do. We are sponsored today by Supernova Living, an amazing wellness powder that is packed full of adaptogenic herbs and proteins. It's got red maca, wild chaga, ashwagandha, and so much more. I literally in the morning just shake it up with my gorgeous almond milk and it's just fresh and ready for the day to get you feeling plant powered and ready. So if you want to try this amazing organic powder, just head over to supernovaliving.com and use the code with intention to get your 20% off. Enjoy everyone. So did you I have like a belly wrap as well or anything? Yeah, so I, I so I wore socks all the time. Mm-hmm. I did wash my feet every day. <laughs> um but I thick socks as well. Like there was there was rarely a day that I wouldn't wear them. And then I'd go to bed in them as well. So I would change them and put some fresh pairs on for bedtime. And then I used castor oil packs. So I prepared my body. I knew I had it. It was like a marathon. You know, you talked about labor being a marathon and, and, Mm. you know, in pregnancy actually and everything. It's the same preparing to sort of conceive. Um, and I actually use castor oil packs to sort of cleanse and sort of Mm. realign my womb and everything else because I needed to get the toxins out. And, um, that was something that I did regularly as well. And I took that time and I drink um, a nice cup of herbal tea at the same time. I'd listen to a podcast or read a book or whatever. And I'd I'd leave it on for a good 60 minutes at least. So powerful, the heat around the womb area. They bring it up in Ayurveda all the time. Incredible. It's incredible. And it's really nice. Not only is it doing some seriously beautiful work on you internally, it's really, really nice. Um, it's like, it feels like a nice treat for yourself. The other thing that was quite a nice treat, and I didn't do it all the way, and you have to time this, by the way, both with castor oil packs and yoni seats. Oh, lovely, yeah. So I did some yoni work. Um, so I ordered a little, it's like, they're almost like little seats that you put over your toilet and you order the, the natural herbs and then you fill this up and also make sure the temperature's right because you don't want to burn yourself down there. <laughs> but certainly um it's you basically steam yourself. Yes, you only steaming. Yeah. So I I was doing a lot of yoni work and um and but I was synchronizing it because you can't do it when you're ovulating. So you have to really understand your cycles. So it's uh, you know it's something really important that you are tracking your cycle so that you have the best chance of conceiving at the right time because the window is really, really slim. 
that um, might be why the natural cycles app would be good because you can pop that yes. in and keep, keep an eye and they tell you when the best time is yeah but also when you mentioned that heat thing that came to mind instantly when you're going through the winter and the the autumn times are the really key time for warmth like imagine like you're hibernating right you need warmth so that'll be the time where you're releasing the most you probably need more warmth then yeah absolutely and i think um diet is key april and i are both plant-based i'm not saying you should be plant-based obviously i'm uh, i'm an advocate for it because there's so many benefits but certainly what i found was more greens uh, but instead of doing smoothies that would be cold with ice, I actually steamed the spinach or whatever vegetable I was going to put in. It wasn't as nice as a cold smoothie, trust me, it's not. <laughs> um, I mixed it with my nut milk and my almond butter and banana and all those things, but I would drink it like that. So the logic behind it is this. If you put ice in, it takes your body so much more energy to break mm. it down, and then that is taking the energy away from making a good egg. So I was giving my body a chance to actually use the energy that would have been used to drink a cold, ice cold smoothie to actually put it towards making it a, a good quality egg. I love that. I've not heard that before. A yeah. good egg. I love that. So it was um, a lot of warm food, lots of nurturing soups. Yeah, did you cut out anything? Well, because I've got quite a healthy mm. lifestyle. Um I say healthy. I, I don't deprive myself of sweet things. I maybe I cut back a little bit. More, more from refined, like unrefined. Rather yeah. Than unrefined. So we, everything was quite freshly cooked yes. and everything else, you know, and and avoiding as much processed food as possible. Um, but also the supplementation that I took alongside. So I used an organic um, company. It was called My My Kind Organics. I think nice. it is. Um, I use them for ocean as well, but they're vegan friendly. So um, I knew that everything I was taking was organic and it hadn't sort of been impacted by other chemicals and so on. But the one thing I wish people had told me like 10 years ago, mm. take Q10. Oh, uh, yeah. Q10 is an amazing, an amazing supplement that you can take. It's really beneficial for your whole body and, and the things that it can actually do. But certainly what it does is it creates energy so that the energy is going towards the egg again. It's all about making that good quality egg. And what they have discovered is that the usually, not always, but most women, the egg that actually works comes from the right side of our body. Now, I don't know whether that's happened for me. I guess I'll never know. But actually, um, I just think it's sort of really interesting to start that they're still discovering so much right now. You know, there's so much more to learn about the female anatomy and everything. It's incredible, like, and how it all works and processes. So much. I mean, I was doing all these things simultaneously, all of them. And then the final part of it was this. And I think this is a big one for me. And I've not actually shared this on social media because I've been working on this, uh, how to bring this to everybody else. And now we can mm. through the work that April and I are doing here on this podcast. I felt very divided as a woman. I felt like there was a. There was a million pieces of me. There was Claire, the actress, Claire, the business owner, Claire, the other business owner, Claire, the worrier, the daughter, the mother, the sister, the friend, the bad friend, mm. the, the, you know, just I was everything. And I felt so divided that I didn't know there was no space for anybody else to come in, a, a soul to come in. And I needed to make space. And, and for me, I needed to go down that spiritual route. So I did a recording where I reconnected with myself. And I brought all my pieces of me together and sort of made a safe space for them all to be as one so that the other soul could come in. And I created a subliminal recording, meditation, 
hypnosis, whatever you want to call it. And I played that for two months and I fell pregnant. But I actually played it once, listened to it on headphones, and then I put it on such a low level at night, it would just be playing and I wouldn't really hear it, but it would go into the super subconscious. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> you, you blessed me with a little listen earlier, didn't I did, you? I did. And so what I've done is I've actually created a digital product so that other people can access that because I know not everybody are in the space to do that, but certainly my voice is my tool and, uh, and if I can share what I did. Well, just like we talked about in our pregnancy podcast, I mean, the subconscious mind is so powerful. And there can be so many limiting beliefs built up in our society. A lot of people hear about women, you know, the, the amount of people that have infertility issues and things we see on online and in the newspapers. So sometimes we've just got a built in. I even have friends that say, I just got to worry that I'll never be able to get pregnant. And they're starting that story in their head. And we do all need like a bit of hypnosis, kind of like we do in hypnobirthing, but for preconception, you know, yeah. preconception. And I think... For me, I found that really powerful. I like would use visualization to really see like that excitement when I'd feel how I'd feel when I got pregnant. And it took me a bit longer, actually, on my second. And we were living in Hebden Bridge in the time. And we were, I remember just when I'd do my morning practice or, you know, whenever I could, I'd just imagine this little light from the mm. sky beaming down into my womb. And I know it sounds a little bit out there, but I, it was, it was always after I'd heard the story of, how in Africa and different tribes, they call in their baby before it lands and they even have a song for it. So I just do some humming or chanting or something. But like sound works actually very powerful for, it's thought that sound waves can break away like the fascia, you know, like fascia, we hold on to a lot of our emotions mm -hmm. and trauma and shame. So I do a bit of sound work and then I call in this little light <laughs> and it was, it was powerful. And I did feel a bit silly doing it at first. And I was like, you know, when, like you said, listening to it, I would have, I love to have something like that, like to listen to at that point, because I understand now how powerful it is to retrain our subconscious mind. Yeah, it's very similar to what the, it's like, it almost ha it feels like an affirmation, actually, the whole piece that I recorded, but I felt so, um, I felt it was such a safe space and I didn't need to worry about it. And I, it, it, it takes you on a bit of a cellular journey as well, so that the, the soul, the spirit baby could come in because... I'm all down for that. Yeah. Because if nothing else is working, mm. you've got nothing to lose to surrender to that process. Mm. And you actually hear about all these women that go to fertility clinics and it doesn't happen. Mm. And they're, they're brokenhearted and it's absolutely horrendous for them. Well, they have a trauma, traumatic experience. I right. mean, I, I've worked with a lot of women as their doula after they have got pregnant, which is amazing. But they've said they've been through loads of rounds of IVF. But then I, I often have asked, not this isn't everyone, but how long did you did you try conce conceiving? And they were like, five months. Like, you know, I really wanted a baby. And I was like, well, five months? Like, yeah. that's not, you know, like we need time. I mean, I listened to that Gabby Bernstein, you know, that she's mm. like a manifesto lady. She's great. She She said with hers, it took her three years. And she actually thought... You know, I was I was over controlling it. I was manic manifesting at the start. I was like, I'm going to have this baby in six months, you know. And actually, she said, if you trust and hand your faith over to the universe, actually, it was three years later, she got fell pregnant. She said it couldn't have been the most perfect timing. We were in a new, I think she said in a new house or something like that. And they were just in the right space emotionally in their relationship. And that was the right time. So it's like, actually, we get so stuck on numbers, like, oh, we're approaching the 40 mark or, oh. you know, and it's like, oh God, I have so many women that I work with that like, oh my God, April, I need to get pregnant because 
oh, you know, my women's circles because I'm nearly 35. I'm like, so? The last birth I did was a 40, nearly 43-year-old woman who had an amazing home birth, like really all well and happy first baby. It doesn't matter. There's even a woman I know in her 50s. Yeah. Like We've got this, yeah, but we've got this whole conditioning mm. that we've talked about. And I think what's interesting is these women that unfortunately have, do have these failed IVF cycles then they go home and they may, may spend a year at home or when, however long it is. And then suddenly they fall pregnant naturally yes. because they, they've let go. And you know, that whole thing we were talking about in our first um, episode about letting go and not putting emphasis on it. I think that's what happens as well. 100%. I mean, what you said about like, it's, and the control of it all, like, mm. it's, like say, I know so many people that literally have the ovulation tests, like when they're ovulating and, I'd scrap all that. And actually, if you went back to menstrual mapping, even if you were having your periods or even just mapping your cycles, like if you even weren't having your period, just seeing when you, how you feel, the times you want to hibernate, times you want to feel more alive, mm-hmm. mapping your feelings. Those are the times when you're in your summer months and you're feeling more vibrant. That'll be your time when you're feeling good, then you're more likely to get pregnant. So if you're focusing, instead of focusing on the outcome, start focusing on feeling good. You know, if you're feeling happy, you're never going to fall pregnant if you're feeling all disorientated and panic and controlling. If you need to surrender, you need to have faith, you need to just trust that the universe will allow it to happen. And I know it's hard. I mean, it must be so tough for women. They've gone over like three or four years. I mean, or longer. It's patience and it takes, but there there might be something. I, I mean, I'd even go as deep as looking at what skincare you use, what, what, where do you live? Are you living near a big 5G mass? Are you, um, What's, what's the air pollution like? What's, you know, there's so many things. Obviously, you don't want to be like panicking about everything. But no. if it is taking a real long time, I would think, and you've been to a fertility, you know, and they say that things look good. But I think you need to start looking at, hmm, could it be a diet thing? Could it be mindset? The mindset. Am I not connected to my body? And a lot of us are living outside of our bodies. We're constantly thriving for the next thing. Start just, I'd even say, you know, you can be a really spiritual person, but you still need to get back connected to your, bo- your body. I totally agree. I was so disconnected. I needed to get so stripped back. You also have to have fun with your partner. Yes. So I would pin down Emma and he'd go, <laughs> oh, it's that time. <laughs> I'll go through this time all through the month because you just never know. <laughs> exactly. Just go. Let's go. And I think I actually, when we did manage to bring this little one, um, I actually was just recovering from two viruses and I think I was sneezing in his ear and he was like, what a joy this is. <laughs> so um, but certainly um, because there was no um, pressure yeah, and we were just free and I was like, look, it hasn't been happening. I do feel sad. I do feel mm. gutted about it. But then I kind of moved through that and was just like, well, I'm, I've done the groundwork. I prepared for a good egg. It's, you know, I'm basing on a three to four month window of getting a good egg. You trust, just trust in yourself that you're doing yeah. everything you can. So I'm doing all those other things. I'm getting my mind in gear because I think that was a massive one for me. I needed to make space. There was no space. Mm. I was running, still am, two businesses and all these other things that I was doing. And it, and it was just, it was like, I was like, no. How do people think they're going to get pregnant if they haven't got space in their life to welcome in a baby? I mean, it's true, isn't it? Mm. We we are very busy people. But I no wonder. I mean, I even, I even went through a stage where it took a while. I just moved house, doing all this. No wonder it took a while because my baby's not going to arrive until the right time, you know. Yeah, they 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 choose us and they they know. And also, you know, they test us sometimes and they, they come in and they go, mm. uh, which is another topic. But um, certainly, 
you know, if you are spiritually aligned, uh, these little souls have little contracts with us mm. and they come in and they, uh, they're ready to do what they need to do on the earth plane. And, and that kind of got me excited because it's already chosen. It's already out there. It's, exactly. it's ready. And I, we were always told Emmett and I that there was two souls waiting to come in for us. Obviously, Emmett's got another daughter with someone else. So we've got th- three, but, um, you know, it was, um, it was just finding space, healing myself, mm. doing these holistic Eastern ways. I, they, they seem to work for me and I'm sharing them, like I said, on Instagram at the moment. So, um, you know, trying to help people through and so many people have messaged me privately, mm. so many. And, you know, I welcome that for sure. But, um, but the one thing I haven't shared is obviously the, the mindfulness that I worked on so hard. And, uh, I'm, I'm now that, uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast, it's going to be available for download on our website as well. Yeah. I loved what you said about having fun and playing with it. Don't take the control. I mean, it really resonated with me that because that's what I happened to me. I was just like, right. We went to a festival, actually. I remember Wilderness Festival and we're like, I think that's when I conceived. So you know what? Get out there and have some fun, even if you've been trying for ages or if you've been struggling with something. Just try and embrace it with your partner and just book a weekend of silly things that you don't usually do. You know? Yeah, it's tough on the guys, you know, not, not neglecting where they're at with it because they want children as much. Exactly. Oh, I think we've covered a lot there. And I just hope that, you know, we're sending out love to you if you are struggling and you've got all this going on. And uh, yeah, just keep. And one other thing I want to touch on just before we finish is I learned on my training as well is surround yourself with, I know sound might sound strange, pregnant women. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're having fertility issues or if you're having, try and actually be, don't push away because it's hard. Yeah. We'll hear, oh, I'm just pregnant. Oh my God, I'm having another baby. And your friends might be having loads of children. Don't push it because what you're inviting yourself into that energy and actually they give off a very powerful energy, women that are pregnant. Maybe go to some women's circles where there are pregnant women. It might be a bit hard for you but maybe offer to have their children, you know, for like a a few hours and be around children and pregnant women because what you surround yourself in, you attract. Right. So actually it's quite um, powerful advice that and it helped with me as well. I would never have thought of doing that, but Mm. uh, that would be something else to add to the list. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a lovely episode. I hope it's helped you in some way and we'll be back soon. (laughs) If you've enjoyed listening to With Intention, why not give us a fabulous rating? Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode.